and welcome back to the Diamonds Girlcast. We have another amazing um, podcast series for you with our awesome co-host, Cherie. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm so good. <laughs> Yay. So great that we get to hang out again. I feel like this needs to become a regular thing, but you're off to have a baby after this. so I am. You'll have to say goodbye to me for just a little while as I go <sighs> deep down the hole of, you know, being a mother of two. <laughs> Oh man. Well, I feel like we might have to have like a star appearance of like baby number two um, on the podcast. I don't know if that's possible. We can see how that could go. But I'm sure everyone would like to hear baby screaming on the girl cast. That would be awesome. Well, I feel like we want to make sure this podcast is a real place. And so, you know, that's real life. It's part of life. Um, and we're really excited about our new series. Our new series is called Foundations, looking at how do we grow strong foundations of our faith. So we're going to have six episodes on this. And um, we're thinking particularly about why God, why Jesus, why the Holy Spirit, why the Bible, why pray, and why church. And you know, I think this is really important because I don't know about you guys, but it's easy to kind of go along in life, say we believe in certain stuff and then life happens and things get hard and we don't know what, we don't know what we believe. We don't know kind of where our faith is at. And so actually it's really important that we build strong foundations so we can, yeah, face the storms of life, face the stuff that's hard, Mm, knowing what we believe. Yeah. So I think the way we're going to start is by I've got a hot question for you. So each week we're going to have a hot question to get us starting um, mm-hmm. thinking about this. So this week, I want to know, Sheree, how do you get to know someone new that you've never met before? Like, how would you go about that? Well, I think there's two sides of my personality. The first side is that I do occasionally jump in with people pretty strong. And there was a time in high school and my friends made fun of me for ages because we went to this like party thing and it wasn't like a crazy party. It was just a birthday party, I think. And I like chatted to this guy about pizza for like half an hour. That was my like <laughs> way to get to know new people. I was like, oh, this pizza is awesome. This is, yeah, pizza. <laughs> and my friends just gave me the worst time for being so awkward. And so sometimes I think I jump in strong, but I think that experience made me take a little step back. So sometimes I'm a, a, just a little bit more hesitant, but I don't know. I think I jump in strong with people. What about you, Bridget? Yeah, I mean, anyone who knows me, I jump in strong. Although I'll be really honest, if we had never met each other before and you jumped in with some pizza chat, I'd have been totally there with you. But probably like (laughs) I've taken it to the next level. So like an hour and a half later, we still be discussing pizza toppings. (laughs) Um, I think I jump in and I think sometimes, yeah, it's important that you read people, isn't it? Because you want to connect with somebody just where they're at. And sometimes they connect differently than you. There's definitely been times where I've gone away being like, yeah, I don't think they want to be my friend. Um, or other times you massively hit it off and it's great. I know it's kind of, it, it can be funny hit or miss with people and some people need a long time to warm up too. So if you're like us and you jump in strong, then good on you. <laughs> good on you. Get some good pizza chat and you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, we're going to start to unpack um, why God today. We're going to be thinking about why bother with God? Why even talk about it? Um, And so Cherie, I want you to get us thinking a little bit more about this. So what have you got for us? Sure. So with this series each week, we're going to be um, reading a bit from the Bible that's going to help us think about these topics. Of course, Bridget and I are Christians and we really believe, and we'll talk about the Bible later, but that the Bible is one of the first places we need to go to when we're wondering about God, when we're wondering about Jesus. So that's what we're going to do each week. And this week when we're thinking about why God? Well, 
The first reason we should go to the Bible, I think, is because the world and people around us have a lot to say about God. (laughs) And some of that is negative. Some of that contradicts. You know, there's a lot of chat about, you know, wars based on God and religion. Or maybe someone in our life, you know, said something about God that always confused us and didn't seem to match up with what we heard at church or what we read in the Bible. So, yeah, we want to hopefully in this series take us back to basics, really base it on scripture passages that, you know, um, Bridget specifically has chosen because they, you know, teach a lot about these So we can't always go as deep as we want to go. So if you're left with questions, that is a good thing. Ask questions. You know, you could write to us. You could ask people at your church if you have a church or in your life. But that's what we're going to do each episode is take these passages and figure out um, a little bit more about each of these topics, starting with why God. That's just a small one, right? Why God? Yeah, nothing. Tiny topic. Like, come on, we can nail this in 20 minutes. Do you know what? I think why God is a really important question because growing up, I was massively put off by this idea of God. I didn't want anything to do with God. I thought God was either this really judgy old man with a big beard and a cloud or just this kind of made up idea. But I do remember actually being like quite young and asking um, my family, like, is this it? Like, is the world I see in front of me it? And they said, yes. And actually that thought absolutely terrified me. I felt massively alone. I think it's funny that I asked that question at whatever age it was, but I was massively put off also by church. I was put off by what I'd experienced. So I thought that's who God is. I don't want anything to do with it. And the only reason I changed was because I met some people who had a different understanding of God and had a different experience of God. And I really think they kind of embodied God's love. Um, And that's what I needed. I I didn't go to a talk or anything. I didn't have somebody shove anything down my throat. Actually, the very opposite. These people actually didn't say anything to me. They just treated me differently because of what they believed. And that really changed my opinion about God and I started to explore this idea that maybe I hadn't quite got it all worked out like I hoped maybe Mm -hmm. I hadn't quite um worked out who God was um age 17 or whatever um and actually do you know what I'll be really honest I found out that I wasn't entirely right um Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that I was willing to kind of question that um so what bible passage have we got today yeah so we're gonna start um the whole series with John 1 and my goodness if you've never you know, open the Bible before and you're wondering what to read, I would recommend the book of John. That's such a strong book. And it starts in this kind of poetic way. So I'll read it to you. John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Really a bit of poetry there. It's beautiful. So, Bridget, take this poetry and tell us, what does it tell us about God? Okay. Are we ready? Some just kind of main points and headings. So this is an amazing power of the Bible, but because it's poetry, some of the words are maybe a little confusing. So we hope that we can some unpack some of that for you guys. Um, but ultimately, it says some really important things that we need to grasp. The first is this, God existed in the beginning, actually before the beginning. Sometimes we hear people talk about the Big Bang Theory, this idea that all these cells and stuff came together and created the world. 
Now, I don't see that contradicting what the Bible says at all. Actually, as God brought the world into existence, I'm sure it was totally like something like a Big Bang. But actually, what's really important, this passage says that God existed before the Big Bang. Um, before kind of all that stuff came into the beginning, God existed and he made the world and absolutely everything in it, which means you and me and everything we see and every human person is actually made by God, which is really important because this means some key things, partly because of how we view ourselves, how we view the world, and importantly also how we view other people. So if God made everything, that means ultimately that it was his choice to make it, um, which means that you and me and Cherie are chosen to exist, um, which is quite hard to get our heads around, right? Like you were chosen to exist on this planet, whether you realize it or not, or whether even your parents made a conscious decision or not. I know so many people that maybe feel that they're a mistake, you know, maybe feel like they're not meant to be on this planet. And in our last podcast, we talked about finding your place in this world. And sometimes that's hard when we feel rejected by other people. Um, But actually, if we read this Bible passage, it says that we were chosen to exist, which means that we weren't some kind of off the cuff happening. We were um, we were chosen for a reason. And that's because we are important and we matter and we are not mistakes. Understanding God, actually, it helps us to understand something about ourselves, too. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, So that's the first thing. You are not a mistake. You were a choice, whether or not you realize it or not. The second thing is this. God here in this passage is, is referred to as the creator of life, which means that the life we have is a gift from him. It's given to us for a purpose. And I love this kind of poetry language here where it talks about this life being light to mankind. That means that the life I have is somehow a light to other people, um, which ultimately makes me think about the fact that, that my life must have a purpose to bring light to other people. Um, and that's amazing, isn't it? Um, and the last bit of this passage talks about how light casts out darkness. Do you know if you're in a totally dark room, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but if you've ever been in a totally dark room and you um, light a match, even if that match is the most tiniest spark, you'll be able to see it from far, far, far away because light has such an impact on darkness. So I love this idea that the life we have is light that has an impact on the darkness around us. Um, and that's my life and how I live it, which is amazing, right? Really, so I, yeah, that God is light too. You know, when we talk about light, and even in a poetic way, it's something good. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks all the time about how God, in his very essence, he's the source of what it means to be good. He's the source of love. He's, you know, he is the definition of these positive, positive things. Um, and the book of John, especially, always uses the term light to to mean those kind of things. So. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I think that's really important that we get that, like God created the world good and he made it out of love. Um, and that was his contribution to what we have. And I think some of the bad stuff we see around us, God didn't create that. That that came from people like me. It came from people like you. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the next kind of episodes coming our way. But God created the world good and he created our love because he thinks you guys are great. Um, really quickly, just before I hand over to you, Shuri, um, in this passage, this kind of poetry passage we're thinking about, there's something called word. Um, it says, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And actually, this is um, kind of a foresight into what we're going to be talking about next week, guys. Um, the word here, reference here, it's actually Jesus. It's saying that Jesus was with God at the very, very beginning. And that's actually really important that we we kind of understand that. So we're going to leave that there. It's a little kind of Ooh. teaser for next time. Um Ooh. 
<laughs> but still, like, if this is God created the world, right? And everything in it, and he made it good and out of a choice. So what is God like, Shuri? Can you tell me? Mm. Well, a few more things about God, because those are some really important points that we've gone over. So if you need to just pause the podcast and think about that for a while. <laughs> go go get a cup of tea, maybe oh. a, like a chocolate biscuit, like a Kit Kat would be my choice. <laughs> think about how choice. God is the source of all goodness in all life. Um, and Kit Kats. So some other, some other things about God um, is that he is big. And we don't mean, is God bigger than an elephant? Is God bigger than a mountain? Um, we're talking about God being, um, you know, <laughs> not just physically big, but that he encompasses all creation. He holds the world. He is the beginning and the end. He is even outside of time. I don't know if you've thought about that before. That's kind of a mind blower right there too. But God created time. So therefore God isn't bound by time. You know, we're all stuck in the timeline. You know, no matter what happens, time is going to pass for us, but not for God because Mm. he created all of it. And so when we talk about God's bigness, (laughs) don't just think about it in terms of physical bigness. Think about it in terms of that all of what's created, including time, including the universe, all of that is sort of, uh, sort of within who God is. I know I'm blowing, I am blowing my own mind right now. (laughs) He's everywhere and he is all powerful. The next important thing about God is that he's all powerful. And this is something that we question about God a lot. And, um, you know, there's a whole nother podcast we could dedicate to God's power because we wonder, you know, is God really in control, you know, with the things that we see around us? Is there really a God out there who's pulling the strings or uh, whatnot? And we do believe this, that God has all the power, all the control. We call that God's sovereignty. Big word, big word. Sovereignty means he's completely in control and that we can trust him. And so I won't qualify that beyond saying do, but that is exactly what the Bible teaches. So we can trust that God is completely powerful, completely in control. And the great thing about that is that he is, remember, light. He's the source of goodness. He's the source of love. And that's the kind of person I want in control of everything yeah. <laughs> and completely yeah. powerful. Now, that's so good. Um, well, and the whole idea of God loving us too um, leads us on to think about that God isn't just this higher power or this ultimate life source or, you know, God isn't the force. Yeah. So like <laughs> Darth Vader. The, all the sort of general terms that people use to talk about God. Well, that's not the God that we see in the Bible. The God of the Bible is personal, is a mm-hmm. person, right? Who wants a relationship with you, who um, gets involved with what's happening in the world who is in control of everything around us, just like a parent, really, you know, hopefully if we have good parents, then they're involved in our lives in a loving um, and good way. And we don't all experience that, of course, but that is the picture that God, um, that is painted of God in the Bible. That's why the Bible talks a lot about God as a father. Yeah. Right. And for some of us, that can be a little tricky to think about if we don't have good fathers. But the Bible says God is like the ultimate best Mm -hmm. father because he's personal, because he's involved, because he loves us. So, yeah. And I think, yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> I think that was, you know, the reason I changed my mind about God is exactly to do with your point, Cherie, mm. because I learned that he, he loved me personally, not this kind of generic, oh yeah, I love everybody I made and you know what, go ahead and love your lives. He like loves me. He loves everything about me. He cares about every aspect of my life. He created me in a certain way because he thought that was a good way to make me. And like it really challenged me, this idea of like, actually God cares. He really cares. Mm. He's not this kind of like higher power that's like nowhere near me that I can't relate to, you know? And I think for me, that was another thing about there's so many religions in the world that have this belief in this higher power that has some sort of impact on our day-to-day life, but we can't really see it and it doesn't really make that much difference. I mean, I'm so stubborn. Like I really needed something to be very real for me to ever consider changing my mind. Mm. Um, And so I'm 100% sold out that actually God does exist. He is really important. Um, And you know what's awesome? We carry his DNA. Like you were made in God's image, Cherie, which means Cherie is a little bit like God, um, which is awesome. Now, while this and when we talk about being God's children, again, that's like a metaphor. um, But it's for this exact reason that we are, you know, he's our father. We're made in his image. We're his children. Yeah. You made some really good comments there about the Bible being true, the Bible being reliable, the Bible being something we can trust. And so I just want to throw out there, guys, we know there's lots of questions around the Bible. We're going to come back to that in precisely (laughs) episode four. Okay. So in three weeks time, guys, tune in. Also, please tune in between, you know, now and four weeks time, but we're going to be specifically talking about the Bible because it's really important. How can we trust it? Why is it relevant? And how do we read it? It's going to be things that we're going to be thinking about. But today we want to land some of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, And so I want to go back to relationships, Shuri. I don't know. What are the most important relationships in your life? Oh, wow. Just throw that at me. Yeah, sorry. There you go. I'd say, well, my relationship with um, my husband is probably the most important relationship in my life, other than my relationship with Jesus, of course. Um, and there's my uh, little practical life advice, everyone. Um, be sure and date and marry the right people because that is the most important relationship <laughs> in your life. Don't play around with it, right? Choose, choose the right person. I'm saying it with desperation in my voice. Um, so yes, my let's all end there with my husband. What about? We're gonna do. Do you know what, guys? We're actually gonna do a relationship series in the new year. We're gonna start 2021 in the right way, talking right. about relationships. So hold out for. Do you know? We'll maybe get you on as a guest guest appearance with your little baby. Oh please! I'll Come on. Anyway, relationships. Um, your husband's important. Anybody else? Um, let's, well, uh, of course my daughter, um, uh, you know, my relationship with my parents is super, super important. Um, yeah. So, so some of those classics really, I would, I would say, uh, those are the most important relationships to me. I've really grown in my relationship, I think with my sister as well to have a younger sister. We did not get on as kids as well, but as grownups, I feel like we've gotten closer and closer, which is nice. Hmm. isn't it interesting it's like actually as time happens maybe we start to choose to invest in certain relationships and friendships all of a sudden they then start to look different and that's the point I'm making here is like you know what relationships are important in your life you know I might say some similar answers to Sheree I think for me personally like my friends are a really big deal um but how have they become good friends well it's because I spent time with them I've gotten to know them I hopefully have been there for them in tough times uh, vice versa we've gone through stuff you know and as a result we are kind of there's like this level of being kind of glued together over time you know there's people who 
I've got one of my best friends. She lives in Canada. I haven't seen her for over a year. It's really sad. Um, but you know what? When we speak on the phone, no time has passed. We just pick up where we left. And why is that? It's because we've invested in each other. We have chosen to build our relationship. And there's this kind of two-way street, isn't there, with these friendships um, and relationships? Like, I don't know about you, but i guessing with your husband, there's a two-way street there. You know, you're not just his good pal. He's your good pal too. Um, yes. And guess what, guys? It is the same with God. We've talked that God is this relational God. He wants a relationship with you. That only happens when A, we say yes to it, and B, we're willing to invest in a relationship. So like, how is that even a thing? Like, how do we invest in a relationship with God? The first thing I think is we have to remind ourselves, God, as we've said, isn't distant. He isn't this shouting God in a cloud. He is personal, present, and he's interested in your life, which means the stuff that you've got going on today I don't know how you feel about school, maybe your work, maybe um, how you're feeling about lockdown, maybe, I don't know, your response to a situation, your friend, guess what? God cares about all those things in your life, which means we can talk to him about them. We can share them with him, knowing that he wants us to take that to him. Now, there's a important question here goes, surely God knows all that because as Cherie said, he is above everything and he's in everything. And that is true. He does. But something happens, isn't there, when we share a story with somebody, that's where you connect. So actually, God wants us to take that stuff to him. So we've got some practical tips to share with you, a way to do that. So Cherie, how do you do that? If you're investing in your relationship with God, what does that look like in your life? I Well, I think um, really important is, is sort of an intentionality. And especially if you're sort of just starting out in the life of faith or if you're a young person, Um, these things don't always just happen naturally. There's a term called Christian discipline and not discipline to mean you're in trouble and not, uh, you know, not a negative discipline, but like self-discipline, you know, (laughs) it's like training at the gym. Exactly. And, um, you need to choose to make time for, for this because our lives are busy and noisy and there's so much going on. And the Bible talks about God's voice being a still small voice that maybe, you know, we need to really carve out some time. So what I would say is, you know, when I am wanting to invest time with God, I try and make some space. And there's a little chair outside my kitchen door um, with a little table. And um, especially if it's a nice morning, I'll go sit down and I'll read a Bible passage And I'll spend some time in prayer and some time just quietly thinking away. You know, I think being outside is good sometimes um, because we're just not distracted by all, you know, the clutter. (laughs) But yeah, taking intentional time uh, and intentional time somewhere quiet and peaceful. Mm -hmm. And then we give it to God, you know, whether it be in Bible reading in talking to him in prayer. um, And none of this is crazy or scary. You don't have to, you know, (laughs) do anything weird. You just sit quietly and talk and listen to God. I Um, love it. And I think probably, Sheree, you're more disciplined than me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For me, guys, I, do you know what? I also try and use my time well. So the same way I might call somebody as I drive somewhere, I might speak to God while I drive somewhere. I might stick some worship music on. I might, I, I mean, this is really common. I've been sitting at traffic lights, having a full on massive chat with God and someone's like looking at me like, you know, what, who is she talking to? But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I use spaces that I have or I pray when I'm doing the washing up or 
I, my life right now is quite hectic. And so I think it's really important that she says, take some time out. But also you could use the time you have through your day to spend time with God the same way you would text a friend, the same way you would call a friend. Um, but you've got a hero of the faith. We're going to end each week with a hero of the faith. So can you share your hero of the faith this week, Sheree? Ah, uh, well, and these are people, because we're going to spend just a little time on them, that you need to go look up on Wikipedia because everyone we're going to mention is really interesting and we don't have time to talk about their whole life. Yep. But yeah. the hero of the faith we wanted to start out with is named Blaise Pascal. What and a cool name, Blaise. Come on. That could the- be a baby name for you, Cherie. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we, uh, Blaise Pascal is a French name because he's a French mathematician from a couple centuries ago. And uh, he made huge contributions um, in philosophy, in mathematics. Uh, many of you who are studying math right now will probably have heard about him in that context. But what you might not have heard in your math class <laughs> is that he was a hugely devoted Christian and he had a big transformation of his life when he came to follow Christ, follow God, um, sort of in his midlife. And um, just a couple interesting things about Blaise Pascal. Um, were first that he's this huge thinker and scientist, but he was also, before he became a Christian, a huge gambler. (laughs) And he came up with something called Pascal's Wager. And it was just a sort of a logical theorem, like you find in your math class, um, that talked about how believing in and following God was actually really logical Hmm. and really reasonable. And so he's someone who really his belief in God transformed him because he started using his incredible knowledge and, uh, you know, mathematical brain um, to, you know, to praise God, to glorify God. The second interesting thing I think is that when Blaise passed, and I think I'm saying this right, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but when he died, he, you know, back in the day, they didn't have tons of clothes. So he had like one main winter jacket and sewn into the fabric of his jacket was a diary entry um, from the day that he became a Christian, from the wow. day that he followed God. And it was so like, it was like that day was so meaningful, so transformational in his life that he wanted a reminder of it sewn into his clothes for the rest of his life. And I, um, I think that's, you know, when we're talking about a personal God, a relational God, I think Blaise Pascal, you know, he has that one side that's logical and, you know, we can have all the right knowledge about God. But what's even more important is our relationship with God, that he Hmm. transforms us, that he's a part of our very personal everyday life. And Blaise Pascal is a great example of that. Ah, such great, such a great guy. And he's also called Blaze, so, you know, he's <laughs> definitely up there. Guys, we really hope today has inspired you and maybe challenged you to think a little bit differently about God. Um, send us your questions. And if you do have questions, you know, there's lots of great resources out there. We would point you to things like Alpha, great place for asking questions. Maybe your local youth group's running something like that. Or speak to a youth leader or somebody who knows stuff about what we've been talking about. Get those questions out. Get asking, because that is ultimately how we learn more. Anyway, until next time, we hope you have a good week. And next week, we are thinking all about why Jesus. So guys, tune Tune in. in. Tune in. Come on. It's going to be great. As always, if you like this podcast and you think it's been great, please share it, like and subscribe to um, our podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye for now.